0: Game Boy. So here's what's really going on in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we are recording live from Cuba, <laughs> as the locals call it. Well, um uh, <laughs> you really you really picked up a lot since we got here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh you know we are uh we're just we're just here for the capitalism protests. We're we're here to spread and um, encourage ca- capitalism.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I The Cuba shit makes me feel so insane.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just
1: like everyone, like all these people are tweeting like the Cuban people are rebelling because they don't have access to these resources. And it's like the U.S. has 240 illegal embargoes against Cuba. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, they're they're saying we want more
0: cars from the 1950s. We ran out, we crashed them all and they want more vintage cars.
1: And yeah, I mean... You know who doesn't though? Some they want triples, they want doubles, they want triples. You know you got to have it. It's the only safe way to have them.
0: They want triples of the Neptune. That that's entirely correct. <laughs> yeah, and we we'll, and we're gonna get them those right after this. That's um, the chum
1: That's the chum guarantee. Is everyone cube is gonna have triples of the Neptune and the Barracuda? Mm-hmm. If they're lucky, they'll have triples uh, of the Nova. This deal goes through,
0: man. I can just fucking quote that show eternally. Yeah. I mean, and and that is what the majority of the internet content has been, hasn't it? You know, if you don't have anything to post, why not just post something from a show that's funny?
1: Yeah. And specifically, I think you should leave. There's no, no reason not to. I mean, someone, someone did basically some of that show for me in a way that like is so correct that I feel like there's no reason to like have takes about it anymore, which is just like, it's a comedy show that understands the weirdest people in the world are people you meet in board meetings and like small house parties. Um, and like, that feels very true to me.
0: I meet them on, I meet them online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are the strangest people to me. And, and and just leaving online and going back to the real world, remi- reminding myself what, what real people are like. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, uh, the the show is great. I think that I'm the biggest fan of the the big premise sketches. But I, I find that like weird guy in an office can get a little repetitive with the show at times. Even though it's all good, I think you know, it's a. It's a great show.
1: I think that it could like that if if they were like 10 percent less good, they would get repetitive to me. But they Mm -hmm. just find like little ways to tweak the relationship between like you and the character and the characters and each other between each like weird guy in office sketch that it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like it's like hitting the same note every time. Um, But yeah, it's 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 walking a dangerous line, which makes me excited for season three because it's like. How do they How do they do it again? Will they do it again? Who knows? Why isn't there a third season of the Detroiters? Not a relevant question, but a big one to me.
0: Lo- yeah. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, what man, like <sighs> Netflix should do like sketch specials in the same way they do like stand up specials or whatever. And so I'm like, well, you're going to have <laughs> a lot of bad content pretty soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like there's a world where that could be good, but they'd have to be so choosy. And I just feel like that's not netflix
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's like well we don't want to ruin this (laughs) we don't we don't uh, don't 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 ruin this too soon guys let's let's uh, let's let sketch comedy have its heyday for a moment before we drive it into the ground um
1: folks welcome back to game guys welcome back to james guys uh it's a podcast about video games um Mm -hmm. and i'm lux and i'm
0: griffin and we're joined by Haley, the producer And um, hopefully the new leader that we can install in Cuba to really sort this whole thing
1: out. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't talked to her yet, but she's definitely the top of our list. Top of the list. list. There is no second person. It's a short list. It's Haley yeah. or nothing. Yeah. We gotta have someone that in Cuba. Biden? On the you, whoa, 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 ones and two buzz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Um and, and we're back, folks. We have a show. I am so hot. I'm losing my yeah, mind. What's the temp? I think I'm, what's the temp in LA? <laughs> it's only it's like it's only like, you know, in the mid to like high eighties here. But the thing in California is none of these places have fucking AC. So like I have these window units that don't do shit, and it's like 85 fucking degrees in here. I can't calm I can't. I can't concentrate. I can't This I can't even
1: say concentrate. I can't even <laughs> say
0: concentrate. Like it's bad. And so I'm thinking about relocating this entire studio um, into my bedroom, which will be very crowded, but at least I can control that tiny cube of air. Hopefully,
1: and then we could have some real Game Boys nights.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm losing it a little bit out here. I got to say, um, but you know, I'm also feeling really good. I'm feeling really good, Lux. So I got to tell you, you know, we and for our listeners of the podcast, they'll know this too. I haven't been playing that many games the last couple of weeks. I've been very busy with life. And you know what? I've 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 been feeling lost. I've been feeling quite lost, and I didn't realize it was because I'd lost my connection to gaming. I'd lost that pure strand. Well, like I it became it this like week. business, you know. It became business and it became it, I just felt disconnected from the force, like one of those, uh, you know, Jedi pedophiles. Uh, and 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 it changed for me this week. Everything changed with Final Fantasy 14.
1: Oh, baby. Wow. Um, tell me about it, because, OK, so quickly, I guess my backstory here is I haven't played it, but a thousand people have told me to and I've watched a lot of it. Um, Yes. So tell me about your experience with it, because I've heard so much.
0: Now, listeners of the podcast will know that I have attempted many times to get Lux into MMOs and to get Lux into WoW. And I'll be honest and, and, and I'll drop all of pretense right now. I was trying to trick Locks. I knew that he wouldn't really like World of Warcraft fully in the way that I did, but I thought that I could at least get him to play it for a little bit. I'm not trying to trick Locks with Final Fantasy XIV. I think that this is the MMO for Locks.
1: That's what I've heard from numerous people who have been like, we know you don't like MMOs. This is one where you can basically be by yourself most of the time, and if you want to hang out with people, you can, and you can get, like, a cool horse if you want, and, like, a house.
0: Mm-hmm. There's, and, and, you know, it's 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 got that wee JRPG anime flow to it that I think that, like, the more American WoW does not have. It does not have those energies that you – you know, that you relate to.
1: Well, we're going to actually um, come back your to that calls. the question of how anime is to anime is going to be something we're going to talk about when we talk about the game that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I definitely, you're not, like, there is a wide range of amount of anime that I like to have in a thing and Final Fantasy 14 looks like it like pretty much hits the notes.
0: Now, Final Fantasy 14, I, I do want to step out back a little bit to talk about sort of the more important story, which is this game's sort of resurgence. And then we'll get into like my personal experience with it. Um, But this article came across the Game Boy's desk this morning, which the title says, Final Fantasy XIV is so popular, even the digital version is sold out. (laughs) Now, some people say, what does that mean? Right? Because you have a physical copy of something and there are X amount. But with digital, isn't that technically infinite? Right?
1: Yeah, I was I was I saw that article, I was wondering if you followed up on that because I didn't, but I found it confusing.
0: So basically, you absolutely can run out of a digital version if enough people buy a game at once. And it's an online game because you do not have the server space and you do not have enough unique codes. So there like actually is like a set amount of like unique codes for the X amount of servers. And the resurgence of the game has totally blown through that to the point where you cannot Buy the game today, <laughs>
1: <I> mean, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. That is pretty extraordinary. I've never—it's crazy. That this is a thing that's never happened
0: before that I know about. Yeah, and all of this is isn't just happening because of some crazy hive mind. It's all happening because of one. Twitch streamer named Asmongold. This is truly the craziest story I've ever seen. Now, Asmongold, for those who don't know, is one of the biggest streamers on Twitch. He's played World of Warcraft his entire life. He is huge. He regularly plays World of Warcraft to about 50,000 people a day, making himself one of the biggest streamers on the platform or on any platform. And he's always played WoW always always played wow um he's basically kept the world of warcraft category alive uh all these years on twitch just from him playing it and things that he says on his videos and streams directly would change and affect how like wow devs would act sometimes can i get an example of that like like he would complain about a certain system in the game and like how it's like not fun And sometimes, not often, but like there would be times where like they would change it, you know, or there'd be times where like he would lead a conversation about the game that then, you know, becomes the entire, like everyone's opinion, you know, he's really like a politician for this, you know, this roving band of wow nerds. And, And so he's always had a really big sort of voice and presence in the game. And he has, like, you know, experimented with little side streams where he'll play a little bit of Dark Souls or something, but he typically has only ever played WoW until a couple of weeks ago when he broke the internet by
1: saying he is
0: going to try Final Fantasy
1: XIV. So, my first question before we continue the story is: did this have, is this what got you to start trying Final Fantasy XIV?
0: 100% cool.
1: Cool. Good to know
0: <laughs> 100%. Um, I mean, you know, streaming in general is the greatest advertisement that you can have for a game. And especially when you're watching a good streamer really juice it out and enjoy it. It is like the best advertisement you can really get. Um, but like, you know, final fantasy 14 was always, in the periphery of like MMOs to me. I never really looked into it too much because it's been out for a really long time. And I always knew it as a game that was a shit show. Like, it was a game that was disastrous upon its launch. Like, here, let me see what game, what what original release date, Final Fantasy XIV. When did it originally came out? Uh, it originally came out September 30th, 2010. So this is, game is 11 years old now. Um, and when the game first came out, it was a total mess, so much so that they completely shut down the game and, like, redid it and restarted the game.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about the initial release and people being like yeah this sucks and then them sort of like retreating into the hole and then coming back with a news almost totally different game
0: right and so it was a disaster but then they did final fantasy and they literally called it final fantasy a realm reborn and a big part of the story of the game is that there was a world and then a calamity happened that like Reshape the world. Uh, and they, they, they completely lean into like the meta narrative of that. Um, but anyway, so like then, you know, when the game came back, there started to be like a small, but like, like very, you know, strong fan base for this updated version of the game. And each expansion pack for final fantasy 14 has like only increased the quality and increased sort of the the ravidness of these like fans these people are saying no now is the time it's better than ever blah 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 and so asmund gold was like okay getting burnt out on wow getting burnt out on retail wow and he decides to switch um and then you know 200 plus thousand people watched asmund gold play final fantasy on the first day um And it instantly became one of the top categories on Twitch. And basically everyone that was getting burnt out on WoW and everyone that follows Asmongold and his massive audience has started a character on Final Fantasy XIV. And it's this crazy, crazy time where a game that has been so dormant for so long on the scene, like literally the actions of one dude, (laughs) one fucking neck bearded ass Twitch streamer has like not like reshaped the entire game like for everyone
1: i mean that is sort of the world we're living in right like there's i think we're starting to see and i don't know how far it'll go we're starting to see like the true impact of like parasociality like if you're a guy with whom people create these fake relationships or watching you play video games and they have an opportunity to play the same video game as you like they're gonna do it um right the same way that like Podcasts drive people to other podcasts, or like talk shows drive people, like YouTube channels drive people to other YouTube channels, or like have actionable outcomes in the way people like behave in their lives because like they have this crazy connection. And this is definitely the biggest example I've ever fucking heard of. This is crazy, um, but it's just one in like a line on like an arc going up. And I wonder where it, like where it ends. Maybe this is the top end limit. Who knows.
0: And on top of all that, like, sure, like, yeah, like a parasocial relationship can, like, send you to, like, all of the, you know, all these different places. But the biggest shocker for me was, is that this game fucking rocks, Lux. It's really good. And it's, like, a game that, like, is in a state right now that is so dope And it's shocking to me that it was overlooked this hard until this moment. So it's this beautiful moment where not only is a streamer bringing and changing like the entire trajectory and future of this MMO, just like single handedly, basically. But the game actually was good now and like ready for this moment. It's not just like getting lucky it's like this like sweet spot where it's like, Oh, the game fucking rocks. Um, it, it, it's really cool. Um, I, I would say like, as I've been playing it, like it's <laughs> so horny. I'm a cat girl. Cool. Uh, you can design your character. You can design, uh, <laughs> how long the tail is. And yes, folks, there's a boob slider. Mm. You can you can control the breast size, and I believe you can control crotch size as well. That's pretty um, good. So this is a
1: good. So so far we're making some good arguments that why I would want to play this game.
0: Yeah. Um. And the characters are all really cool looking. Um. That the big thing that really struck me first about what makes this different from WoW, how is this different? Is that. You don't have to do any side quests. There's just, (coughs) excuse me, there's one thing called MSQ, main scenario quests, and you just have to do that to level, basically. I don't know if there was like an earlier version of the game with like way more XP that you had to get or something, but because you just have to follow the main story quest, you are following and charting a narrative that like you can remember and like kind of understand and you're skipping all the bullshit you're skipping like a shit ton of fetch shit a shit ton of filler that wow always insisted was like part of the main content
1: okay so here's a question about that that i've been wondering so this is i've heard this as well um is does that take away from the multiplayerness of it like Aren't those, like, dumb little fetch quests and, like, stupid little journeys to, like, go find the rare turtle, like, part of what you do with your buds? Or does this, like, work to kind of section it out in a way where, like, you do the main stuff and then occasionally go hang out with your buds to find a turtle?
0: Well, there's still plenty of, of bud stuff to do in terms of, like, dungeons. Um, there's also, like... Um, World quests that spawn for people in the areas Um, and, and there are like raids and dungeons like everything else to me when I'm playing wow like oftentimes if we're all trying to like pick up five of these turtle eggs it's annoying to be in a group because you don't just have to find five turtle eggs you got to find 15 or 20 then you know so everyone gets their eggs and shit at least that's like a problem in classic um but I, i just with wow it always felt like the stories were contained to whatever town you were in and that there wasn't like a clear big narrative arc like happening they got better at that like as the expansions go on in wow but what's nice about this is just like I'm able to follow the story there's cutscenes and and I'm just like riding along with it and it's cool um it also just like looks really dope I mean you like everyone it's it's the thing that like I loved about WoW when I first started playing it, which is like you're in the main town and you see a guy ride by with like a giant axe and this like crazy metal armor. And you're like, oh, my God. And there's this like kind of like wow factor. Yeah, exactly. Um, And with the way that WoW just sort of like tosses armor at you and everyone has like these like transmogged sets and stuff I don't know I just am losing that sense of like coolness and maybe I think it's like less than any of the like the, the systems that I just described but I think it's more of an aesthetic thing that I'm like I've seen the way that like wow cartoony armor looks for so long that like now that I'm in this like square enix world and someone's like like rides by looking like a villain from like berserk or something like that it's like a whole whole different feel and vibe and i'm like oh well,
1: fuck yeah that sounds fucking rad okay this is a good case i don't know if i'll ever play it, but I don't all the time but i'm gonna go and i'm gonna have this conversation assuming i could figure out a way to play this game and like we'll deal with logistics later so i'm just gonna yeah, approach exactly. it as positively yeah. as possible so that means my, next, the, yeah. my <laughs> next question <laughs> would be um one thing i love about final fantasy games and i just started playing nine again today because i will we'll get to that but i started playing nine again today and uh it's really good about like giving you stuff so you get stronger in a way that feels like progress but it's not too regular and you don't have to, like spend a bunch of money like you're just gonna find the good sword eventually and the good sword will jump you up so you suddenly feel like super strong with your new good sword for a while and then it bounces out and then you get another sword whatever does it have any of that kind of pacing in final fantasy 14 where there's like you're gonna get the good items to get you moving along or is it you have to spend money you have to go to stores whatever? Like real money? No, I mean like in-game money.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, there's vendors where you can buy shit gear, but then obviously better gear comes from quests and like yeah. And so is and
1: the stuff. I guess is the quest pacing as far as like gear stuff is it like good? Does it feel good? Like how quickly you get good gear as you go through the quests?
0: Um, it feels like normal. feels doesn't seem I like, it's like it's yeah it's fine okay it's not noticeable again i'm only like level 15 so okay. I, some of these things i can't truly speak to right They just popped um, me really and bad I'm in, a-
1: in ff9 because i got the second sword for my guy and i was like oh i'm a fucking badass now i love this mm. and like that felt cool well
0: i think that again back to like what i was saying about the aesthetics like when you do get like a new like Loby mage staff and it's like just like a cool looking rotted staff that's just wood. like even that was like cool looking to me. So, yeah, I am popping off for certain little things like that. Um, I would say in terms of you worrying about your time, I think that this game is great in terms of time as well, because there is not a lot of side stuff you have to do to level. Um, You can just play a few main scenario quests like I'm going to probably log in after this and just do a few main scenario quests, maybe a class quest and then log off Um, the XP gains so far aren't as grinding or as brutal uh, as well. And it doesn't always it doesn't feel like I'm just plopping in to do work because it is more cinematic. It is more story driven and story focused. um, So it feels less overwhelming, less like work. I mean, I haven't thought. About a game like I, when I used to play WoW, I'd be at school all day being like counting down the minutes till I could get back to the computer and just think about, oh, I can get this next level in or whatever. And just like the last couple of nights have been like just like trying to get back home as soon as possible to play it. It's just been rolling around my brain Um and it just has a really satisfying uh, core loop uh, to it that I think I think you could. Yet you could at least try and it's free. It's free till 60.
1: OK, so that's appealing because if I'm. Go- that's that's been one of the big things, right? Is like, hey, I don't play MMOs, most of the MMOs that look good to me, I have to pay some money to get into it. And it's like this is a genre that I conceptually don't like. So it's like I'm not going to pay thirty dollars to dip my toe into something that like I'm predisposed to be opposed to. But if it's zero dollars, that proposition becomes a lot more reasonable.
0: Yeah, it's zero dollars. And I think it's like worth it for you to be like to do like two hours on it and be like what,
1: what you even think about it. Um hey, I'll try and get there, that done so you can try it for over the weekend or something for next week.
0: There are some aspects of it that I think WoW does slightly better, though. I think that WoW has a much snappier combat system. Like when you hit an instant thing and wow you just it instantly like flies off and like smashes into them and you like you, it it just feels very snappy the global cooldown system in this game feels just like there's like a weird latency to it sometimes sometimes it feels like i don't know if it's like the way the servers communicate with each other but it just doesn't feel as snappy as it could um and the the other problem is the fucking ui uh everything about the visual look of the game the enemies the armor it's incredible looking it looks way better than wow but then you open up your character screen with your armor and it looks like i made it Oh <laughs> it no. looks bad it looks like an alpha it looks like something that's like very much in early stages and they're like oh well like hire someone to do art for that eventually but like right now it's just functional <laughs> And they just released it the game looks like shit and it's like Ben like you guys have done this many expansions and it still looks like shit like like what the fuck is wrong with you guys this is a screen i have to look at like every couple minutes and it looks like i made it it's like what is going on here uh they can improve that and hopefully they will. Sure. But yeah, that's my that, that's my Final Fantasy 14 pitch for your Uh I think that it has the JRPG qualities that you uh, attract to and I think that it is uh, more forgiving of time and uh, and I think it um, I think it could scratch an itch and it's a great time to log
1: in. The world is full of people. You can't even buy the game, I but you can play the trial. I'm <laughs> curious and i might just try and make some time end of this week weekend to play it maybe goof around with you on the stream if we can find a time that works um yeah. and uh because it's cross-platform right i can play with you on my playstation
0: yes you, you can and and that's what and it's cool too yeah that like you can play with console players that's another thing that wow never figured out
1: yeah so so maybe we'll try and do that because i am intrigued i think the fact that you Burf, forest damon among others, have all been like, this is the MMO that you should play. I think that's probably enough for me to, for me to want to at least like give it a sniff. Um, And if it's free, like, you know, who gets hurt? I lose a couple hours of my day. I lose hours of my day all the time reading books I don't like. Like, that's fine. just skip final fantasy nine. Get over. I mean, I'm not going to skip it. I'm still going to play it. I'm having fun, but we'll get, but, <laughs> but like I can, I'm, I'm between games right now in a lot of senses. And I guess we'll explain why now. Cause we finished on my final fantasy 14. Um, I was playing Scarlet Nexus. I really like Scarlet Nexus in a lot of ways. I'll start with the ways that I like it. I think the combat system is awesome. Um, it's your classic action RPG combat system. So squares, light attack triangles, like your heavy attack, but then you play as a uh, as a psychic with psychokinesis. So you can like pick up objects and throw them at people. And there's a lot of like special objects you can interact with. So it's like you use L2 to pick up an oil tank and then you throw the oil tank at them, and then you can grab the oil and drop that on them also. Or like you hit them with a fridge and it breaks in half. And you can That's like- called the Gulf of Mexico move. Yep. Um, And then you hit them with the fridge and it breaks in half and you can use your use certain buttons like slam the sides of it together or like you pound them over and over again with a statue or whatever. So there's a lot of like fun, like ways to interact with the environment that makes everything feel a lot more like present. And the second wrinkle to it that I like is that throughout the game you work with different teammates and you can sort of use your teammates power. You can jack into their power. So you have like one teammate who has like clairvoyance, which lets you like see invisible enemies or see through smog or have like a and also like have a larger perfect dodge window um or you have your fire and your fire friend who like when you have them activated you do fire damage or you have a guy who gives you like unbreakable nice. armor. You know, this is just um, like sense eight. It's a little sense eighty for sure. Um and it's that's really fun and it's a really fun way where like you can design a lot of different combat encounters because you have access to so many different approaches and so many different ways of like dealing with stuff. Are you um, trying to but, tell me that your friends are your powers? In a lot of ways, you the real powers are the friends you make along the way. Um that's one thing about this game. The other thing about this game that I think is insanely cool is the like monster design. Um the monsters look nothing like anything I've seen in other stuff. There's like a weird combination of like 18th, 19th century, like brass sculpture, but also like flowers and light bulbs are kind of like the three component aesthetic pieces to all of this. Um, and they look really creepy and weird because it'll be like a giant four like a dark soulsy looking monster with like some weird flesh on it. but its head is like a vase full of plants that have like light bulbs in the middle and it has like an old spigot that shoots water coming out of its chest. Um, it's, it's
0: like, um, it's like if the creatures from like Beauty and the Beast
1: like went feral, like what some of, kind of them are kind of like that. yeah, it's like it's really <laughs> weird. It's like hard to it's hard to describe, but they're really strange looking and they're really fun and they're very differentiated. Some of them, like, some of my favorites are like there's like a weird candelabra and its weak spot is its legs, but it hides its legs in a cage. It's so like teleport in, hit its legs really quickly before it can drop its cage and teleport out in order to like do damage. Or there's one that's like a huge deer that looks really weird and you have to like hit it enough that it falls down. You can chop at its weird glowing antlers. Um, and there's like a big range of, of really crazy looking character of monster designs that I really like. Um, and monster tactics. Some have like hard to break shells, some self detonate, some clone themselves, some turn invisible, some use elemental powers. Um, And so there's a lot of different combat encounters. And like when you combine all those different types of monsters, you can get a lot of different interactions. Um, And that's very fun. I also like the sort of pacing gameplay loop, which is like there's a section where you're fighting a lot of stuff. Then there's a standby section where you can like talk to your friends, buy stuff, hang out, sort of do your bond shit, whatever. And then you go back to the story. Um, And so that's paced in a really natural way for taking breaks or for like just having a breather and you're going to need breathers because this is the reason why I'm taking a break from this game for a little bit is that the plot is that the game is so anime in its aesthetics and its interactions and the plot is so fucking breakneck that it's just like so much, it's so much, it's so much to take in. Every chapter has like 55 plot twists and has like 55 little like good looking and fun cutscenes where people are just saying the most animated out shit where it's like, but Yuito, that's your dad. And you're like, I don't care, what matters is the truth. And someone's like, sometimes the truth is too scary. And someone's like, it doesn't matter if it's scary because we have to confront our fears if we're going to become noble soldiers. Um and it's not as though it's, like, unpredictable, because a lot of stuff in it is, like, very flagged. Like, you you fight as part of the other suppression force. So, like, if you don't hear other suppression force and assume that they're secretly the bad guys, like, you're dumb. Um, and, like, there, you know, there's that. There's, like, a bunch of time travel stuff that's hinted at. Like, everything's very kind of, like, it plays them as big twists, the way that animes play big twists that are kind of obvious to anyone who's watched anime before. Um and has that going on. And it just gets very tiring to me. It just, when I see
0: it, this, this actually happens to both cartoon and live action stuff for me. Like when I see a cast that's like really uninspired, I know that the story isn't going to be in, un, inspiring, like either. It's not even like. like- and when I look at this cast of characters, I'm like, this is just a blank slate. Like, I've like, none of these characters have any personality. Yeah. Like, there's just no way this story is going to be interesting.
1: The characters have a little more depth than you'd think from looking at them, but not like Fire Emblem Three Houses depth, which like makes it like worth getting deeper into them. And the Fire Emblem Three Houses characters were, I think, more interesting than designs too, but like, they, they don't have quite that same level of like, like, you know, there's, like, the the girl you were friends with as a kid who you drifted apart from, and now you're rebonding, and she, like, definitely has a crush on you. It just – it looks like five VTubers.
0: I'm <laughs> like – Yeah. It looks like – it just looks like VTubers. I don't know. I just see – it looks cheap and thin, so it's, like, it's hard for me to approach that. In the same way that, like, everyone's telling me to watch that The Expanse on Amazon, and it's, like, there's some fun ideas in that show, but, like, the cast it, – it looks like I'm looking at a bunch of headshots. It's just, like – very uninspired with like the casting and talent and it's just hard to get into the
1: show i'll tell you uh in terms of this game you're pretty correct in terms of the expanse you got to watch it. it's really fucking good dude
0: i know i just i hate i just hate the character the cast
1: is so boring yeah to but me. See, that's that's the big difference i think actually you on something which is that like the story like in a plot sense of this game is pretty compelling, but it's not enough to make me love it on its own. And it needs these characters to be a little bit more. And The Expanse, while the casting is definitely a little bit like, oh, all right, um, there, those characters are a lot deeper than the ca- than like they look, you know? And that isn't really as true in this game. And it doesn't just give me enough to like go on. Whereas in comparison, I started playing Final Fantasy IX because like this is the most like, of the modern-ish Final Fantasies, this is the one I have not played in the longest. I'm not counting the online ones. (laughs) And so I was like, I'll, I'll boot it up. I'll check it out. Um, and that one, it's like, (laughs) the characters are very silly. They're very fun. It's whimsical. So even though the plot is a little bit like super like, Oh, you go to kidnap the princess. It turns out the princess wants to be kidnapped because she doesn't like living in the castle because she wants to have adventures and you go off and then like you, something bad happens and you get lost and you're off on this goofy adventure together. Um, that's very like rote and basic to me, but like, the characters are fun and silly and like you have a tail like Zidane has a tail and like Vivi's like a cute little wizard and like you got this dumb knight guy and like they're fun and so they they make that propulsive and that's one of my big problems with the Scarlet Nexus is that like there's no character there's okay there's one character who kind of whenever they show up I'm like ooh it's about to get spicy um but they have it other own- than that they're a bunch of dogs. Losers, folks. They have their own low energy nexuses. <laughs> that character has his own special problem, though, because that character is the terrifying General Karin. Um, and General Karin is interesting because he's like one of these like very intense, like principled revolution, guys. So every time he shows up, all of his dialogue is like very like serious and we have to take seriously the infringement of our freedom. You know, he's like not like a cool guy, but he's like an interesting guy. Um, The problem is that his name is spelled Karen. It's K A R E N, and mm. so constantly it's like you're going up against General Karen, and it's yeah. like, all right, like, and it's and it's epic.
0: Everyone makes an epic face.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's 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 it feels both on the nose and like so off base at the same time that it just sort of like takes the juice out of that character. Um, um,
0: I didn't have general Karen on my 2021 bingo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's sort of what we're looking at here. Um, that said, I mean, honestly, like I'd recommend, I know I'm, I'm, being a little negative about this game, but I would recommend it for sure. I would just be like, it's not, it's a good game to play. If you're also playing a different game because like, I would,
0: I would warn against it.
1: Um, well, here's why I disagree. I think you would fucking love it. Cause I think the two if like, if you play two to three hours and do a bunch of the combat, um, It's really fun. It's super duper fun. The problem is you can't do what I did, which is what I always do, which is get into a game, get enough into it that I'm like, oh, I just got to like burn through some of this and like see what happens. Play like nine hours over two days and then just be like, this is way too much. This is, how much anime is too much anime like that's too much anime. Um And that's like that's what happened to me. So, so I'm taking a little break. But like I think when I was playing it more like, oh, I'll play a couple hours before work or after work. um, Or, you know, on the weekend, then it was really fun to play because it was really like, I'll do a chapter, I'll have like five or six really crazy fights where I use my powers in fun ways. um, And then I'll move on So even though I will say this for this was very impressive to me is that even though I played like nine hours over the weekend, um, it didn't get repetitive in the combat, like the combat felt every encounter felt like interesting and fun. Um, and that's pretty impressive for that kind of game over that amount of time, because those kind of games tend to get pretty stale in their combat. So yeah, I mean, I would recommend it, but I would definitely recommend it sort of if you're also playing final fantasy 14, for instance, and you have like another thing to go do, and this isn't like your main time dump, I would super recommend it. If you want to dump all your time into it, uh, you're either a true freak or maybe find a different game, (laughs) but for those true freaks out there, go ahead.
0: Um, cool. Well, Moving on, there was um, an article from Wired that I just wanted to share um, because put some points on the board. Our parents were wrong. Gaming is awesome for mental health. People have been debating for decades whether gaming is good or bad for your psyche. For a while, worried parents and well-intentioned children's advocates argued that violent video games were the cause of youth rebellion and misbehavior. But that was eventually debunked losers, sorry, better luck next time. It turns out that there is an overwhelming amount of evidence that video games have a significantly positive effect on your mental health. For a lot of us, video games are a source of peace and relaxation, a way to de-stress after dealing with a world that is oftentimes tiring and unkind. And I really couldn't agree with that
1: more. Yeah, I have two two immediate thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. First is... Uh, duh Like it's it, and it's Duh in the sense that A this has been like Sort of something that's been studied In academia for a long time And this has always been the conclusion And it is weird to me how resistant To this like we've been as like a culture We as in like America not as in gamers Gamers have known all along of course Um, And I think that that's like It's interesting I'm glad it's finally getting like mainstream Leverage because like it seems so obvious Right like someone did a meme on Twitter that was like Or did a post that was sort of like Video games are good for mental health, particularly for people with ADHD and anxiety. And it's like, oh, you mean having a thing where you have to think and use your hands and have control of the world around you is good for people with those problems? <laughs> like, I actually, I actually tell them all to sit still. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you have, a, you have your own unique approach. I say, <laughs> um, you say, no, no, sit no, no, no. Still and no. listen to my long story. Um, and so there's that for sure. And then the second thing is that, like, it's. It's funny because I think a lot of the reasons people are resistant to games as a source of mental health is that you have the image of like the angry gamer as like a a figure who exists. Um, Like I've met them. Yeah, I meet them every time I tweet about Last of Us. I mean, we've we invented the game wall for this reason, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like people will get mad and and get mad at video games. But I think that that's I think that's always been a misdiagnosis in the sense that like. That has a lot more to do with the world around gaming and with like culture that we have that emphasizes like outcomes and certain shit like that over just doing the fucking thing. Um, uh-huh. And so it's like it's not gaming that makes people fucking crazy. It's capitalism as always. Right. Like it's it's like the world around people is what makes them react this way. Gaming is, I think, almost indisputably a good outlet. And again, it's very cool that that's that's the discussion now um, because it's always been sort of like the same with so many things where it's like, oh, these people who are upset are upset because of the thing that they do and it's like no they're upset because of the world they live in mm-hmm. um, and so i'm i'm very into this this fucking rules to me to be honest
0: yeah no yeah i, I think uh, i think it absolutely rules and and i and i really I I like felt it myself personally when I started playing Final Fantasy 14, because like for the last couple of weeks, I've been very stressed out for all sorts of real life reasons, coming back to life, leaving the quarantine, going back to a full time job. A lot of stresses in my life and I wasn't playing any video games, but like the first time I logged into Final Fantasy 14, it was like slipping into a warm bath and I was like, ah, like everything else, it faded away, folks. And it was just me and the cat girl white mage Mm, healer. I was going to ask. And so, yeah, I I was a big, big, big W for gamer fucking rights. I
1: think so. Um, This is good, too, because like there's been this is the thing that I care a lot about. There's been a lot of work in like independent development about games for mental health, like Depression Quest being the very obvious one. But like people like Jane McGonigal and Zoe Quinn and, and others have been trying to make games to help people deal with mental health issues. And they've been pretty broadly successful. Um, and I think it's very cool that this is starting to gain some leverage just be, if, if for no other reason than like that becomes a way to think about this. Right. That, like this, that becomes an option for like people who are struggling with things. Hey, you're having a problem. We make games to help with that problem or games exist that maybe you could find some relief in that problem. If someone had gone to like nine year old Lux and been like, hey, you have this thing where you get angry at people who tell you what to do, and you can never focus on anything. Here are some fucking puzzles you can play before you do your homework, or like, here's like a fun mystery game with things you can solve. I think that would have made like a pretty big fucking difference to me as a kid, and I think it would make a difference for a lot of kids. And so I think this is like beyond the fact that this is very validating as like a gamer and for gamers in general. I think this also is like a very positive social progress thing. Um, so I'm fucking really into it. Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Um, I mean. Like of course people want to go to a world that they feel even slightly in control of. <laughs> like yeah, of course someone might like that after after going outdoors. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's um, yeah, there's so much about video games that seems obviously curated for mental health. It's so funny that it was so resistant for so long hmm Uh
0: but I would like to put uh I would like to put Super Smash Bros. as a schedule one drug. Uh so this you guy. know the Five Nights at Freddy's ever heard of it? This uh, is kind of this is, this is my last news topic.
1: Cool, then I have one more, then we can be done, but let's talk about five nights. Uh
0: is yours be- is yours a better ender? No, I think I think, think yeah, I
1: think we should do yours first.
0: All right. Um We talked about this already a little bit on the podcast, but last month it was revealed that the Five Nights at Freddy's guy, you know, the guy that makes the spooky game where you watch the cameras and you try not to get eaten by the Chuck E. Cheese robots, which have become a huge phenomenon for children um, and me, um, you know, last month it was revealed that um, this guy – Donated like tens of thousands of dollars to Republican candidates. Um, and then including like a 2019 donation to, uh, former president Donald Joshua Trump. Uh, I'm guaranteeing you you it's not Joshua.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's (laughs) It's not Joshua.
0: (laughs) Geronimo. Um, so yeah. Um, that, that's something that like was like, oh, you guys would be shocked at how many of the actors you like in your Marvel movies are Republicans. (laughs) Like it's, it's interesting to me because for so long in this biz of, 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 of Hollywood and I'm including kind of gaming into that now because it's like, it's entertainment industry and people become celebrities in big ways in the same way that like a TV star movie star does is that like in the past it was pretty easy to like never, ever have to get into politics. Even if you did have political ideas, like you could kind of divorce your career from ever having to talk about any of that stuff. Um, And so I don't, I think people always thought that everyone in the entertainment industry was like
1: super far left. And
0: I just don't think that's true.
1: No, I mean, even the left-leaning ones aren't very far left because, like, they like right. having lots of money.
0: Yeah, so it's like, to me, this stuff is, is, like, not only, like, not a game changer in terms of me playing any of these games, which are now created by, like, hundreds of artists, like, um, but, like. It's not a game, not shocking either.
1: I don't know. I think it has to do. I mean, I think one of the interesting things here has to do with like this parasociality thing and like just reckoning with that in a certain way. We're like, so like one thing about me is that I think my favorite fiction author is this guy, Yukio Mishima. He famously tried to stage a fascist revolution in Japan and tried to kill the emperor with a katana. Uh, and he would have gone away with the katana too. rather. Sorry, What did you say?
0: No, nah, it's okay. You ruined my bit. Keep going. I'm sorry. I
1: was just correcting myself. I didn't want to accidentally say I'm throwing no, much Much
0: better to have correct information than a joke.
1: Um, but yeah, so like he was a crazy fascist and he believed in that shit, but his books are still unbelievably good. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think they're the best ones, maybe. Um, and you sort of have to make your decisions about that shit. And I think that with something like Five Nights at Freddy's, it's more comparable to a book than like a, than like a Marvel movie is because this guy had sort of some degree of control like top to bottom and this is this mm-hmm. guy's vision and I think I think you're totally right that one can look at that vision and be like this has nothing to do with his politics doesn't care <laughs> like it's about getting spooked out by weird little things Um, but I also think you can look at that and be like well this is the vision of a guy but it's a guy whose worldview I find gross and I don't want to sit and hang out in his vision anymore and I think that's a fair position to take but I do also think that like they're like I don't think there's a right approach in that respect. You know what I mean? I think that's sort of like a thing that everyone has to choose for themselves. Um, it's mm-hmm. not as though he made the game like the scary monsters are all black guys. Like, it's not like right. that's what he did.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, in the newest one, they are MS-13. Uh,
1: well, OK, so maybe don't play that one. <laughs>
0: um security breach is is about the border yeah uh but yeah no i i i hear you on that stuff um i think it is like up to you if you want to like continue like um i guess like could like contributing directly to him but like there are it's such a big phenomenon now and people write like little like fanfic and, and like actual books that get released and like artwork like people make birthday cakes out of it it's so much Greater than just the creator now, that like to me, like the franchise, yeah, is not like ruined at all. Um, I think the reason the franchise is ruined is because it's bullshit and uh, it's unfair. And, it che- and the game cheats. And uh, I think that's, that's a larger conversation. <laughs> that's a larger conversation, though. Um, but then, you know, it was so funny because there is, um, you know, that guy kind of just pieced off the Internet. But um, the people on the Internet decided to go for the next best thing, which is they wanted this YouTuber who makes videos about Five Nights at Freddy's lore to sort of come out and reject the creator and sort of like demand like a semi apology from the guy from someone who isn't even the guy, um, which is pretty next level.
1: Right. And I think that's where we get into like the that the animatronics aren't black guys thing. Right. Where it's like <laughs> this guy's this guy's politics, this guy's outlook. As far as I know, I'm not a big Five Nights at Freddy's guy. I played a couple of them a little bit, but it's not like I'm huge into it. But as far as I can tell. There's not a lot of like political depth or like ideological content to these games. They're like you sit in a room and some spooky shit happens to you and you like try not to pee Um, or you do pee if that's your thing. But like regardless, I think it's this is where it gets kind of wild because it's not as though the guy making videos with the lore was propagating violent mm-hmm. ideologies or anything he was just sort of like and this is how the spooky thing got spooky and but obviously like, they're like-
0: demanding a rejection they're demanding like a, a absolute 100% rejection and some people are even demanding he like take the videos down and it's like it all becomes this insane culture of like like demand 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 prune 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 your content of anything that's even slightly a whiff of something that could be uh you know not correct to just me. Uh, and it's, it's, it's like this just kind of disgusting little internet mob that like rolls around wasting a bunch of fucking time.
1: Yeah. It's like, just don't watch it. Right. If, if that's how you feel, don't watch it. And that's fine. I fully encourage people to not watch things that they feel negatively about. I think that's great. It's a choice people should make more often, probably <laughs> given the nature of discourse. Um, but like, this guy's out there doing work about a thing that he likes to do or, they, or that they like to do that they're passionate about um, and they're putting it out there and like, OK, the guy who made the shit sucks. But like, does that mean the person who's talking about it sucks by default? Like fucking no, of course not. Um, Right. Like the obvious sort of an obvious sort of comparison would be like Hitler wrote a lot of things. A lot of people have written about Hitler. Are they bad? Like, no, of course not. Not by default. A lot of them think Hitler is bad, but like it just engaging with shit bad people make doesn't make you a bad person. Maybe I'm just gonna get canceled over being like, I love Yukio Mishima, but like, I just don't think that's fair Um, because like people make things and it's worth talking to the things people make. And yeah, maybe you can keep their politics in mind where necessary, but like that doesn't have to be the end all be all of their being or their like, like aesthetic content. It's crazy that people think it is.
0: Well, I feel a little bit more relaxed because up until this point, your silence on Hitler was deafening. So I, I feel better about all this now.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, I've just been worried about how people would react um, if they heard my take that he's very bad and I don't like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nazis um, have gotten yeah. mad at me for less.
0: Um but Five Nights at Freddy's, um, watch your fucking back. We're coming for you. Uh, moving on, uh, Lux. What's your what's our what's our final topic well, for Ooh. this?
1: We go back to our good friends at the Overwatch League.
0: Oh, okay, great, perfect. Um, Let's check into our lawsuit
1: because the Overwatch League has gotten in trouble again.
0: Very nice. Um,
1: this headline is: Owl uh, Overwatch League broadcast under fire after accidentally showing explicit poster.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Um, this sounds actually like a good thing. Let's see.
1: Um, I'll oh, say- oh,
0: it's like a fan thing. I see it here. Yeah, yeah you see the poster?
1: <laughs> so, what happened was uh, the Chengdu Hunters were playing the Seoul Dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. the Seoul, As they do. The soul mascot is a tiger. The Chengdu mascot is a panda. And during the broadcast of this game... Uh, so they they chose to air an image or two images side by side of a panda fucking the absolute shit out of a tiger um, and it, it, it's like in no uncertain terms this panda is sexually assaulting the tiger <laughs> it's,
0: it's getting fucked yeah because the tiger is like screaming in pain yeah, the tiger's like
1: get me out of here and the panda like no um,
0: what, I, wa- I want to see what that text says yeah I wish it. I
1: could get a translation um, the article what? I'm looking at doesn't have one
0: it's funny because so the guy on the first of all this picture is blood red, yeah, which it's gives a it a scary whole different picture. vibe. <laughs> um, but the guy there's a man on the right, and he is holding a very similar image. But it's very clear in that image. I think I, I will that that the that the tiger's in a headlock. It's
1: at least like ambiguous.
0: It's a, well, but then the left one is so clearly the panda fucking the tiger that I'm now want to believe that the tiger is also getting fucked on the right. And it is not just a normal headlock.
1: Right. The one on the right is like, it could be a headlock. It could be fucking. The one on the left is like indisputably that tiger is getting railed by a panda in a bad way. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just so funny. Like, this is like the thing, right? Like this, you, when you're doing live shit, you have to be careful of this. This happens at sports games all of the time where like, I I think this is cool. I mean, I think it's cool. I I would like to live. Well, okay. I don't think drawing mascots, raping each other is maybe a great approach (laughs) to this.
0: Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I I meant. I think it's cool that we do the podcast.
1: Yeah. Well, also, I think that it's, like, I think it's cool to do nasty freak nice shit save. on your poster. Yeah, fucking Dexterous as hell. Um, I think it's fine to do nasty fiction on your poster within limits. I also think that, like, if you're the Overwatch League, you, you know, like, you are under investigation for antitrust laws. Your popularity is flagging. Why on earth would you do this kind of goof? Like... Because this is, it's preventable. It's, 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 I watch esports streams all the time. They, yeah. I run a a live stream of a live event. Like I know how you look at the crowd and you go, this image, I will not press space bar to put on the screen. Instead, I will put this image on the screen. I mean, I'm not shocked at all
0: that there's a shoddy production team behind like a failing E-League that's like probably given like 50 cents a day to like scratch together to like make something happen. Like, like it's not. It's nowhere near where it used to be so to me it makes sense that there's like three people like filming all of this on like a fucking nokia smartphone or some shit like i, I don't know uh, after jeff this is, this is a sinking ship folks these are these are violinists on the titanic
1: well yeah okay i think that's i hadn't thought about that about just the economic difference of like production value of the show but you are right like it is less and i guess this is what falls through the cracks um i will stand by that like the fact that we can (laughs) you know well i mean i guess espn makes money (laughs) right totally um and like and like venues in the u.s are very like they're on top of this shit like if they see you holding a sign that says like fuck on it someone will come and take it
0: um, yeah, someone showed their butthole on my stream, and I didn't realize that it was a saved clip for like a year. Whoa! Who did that? <laughs> someone who's been on the show? Oh, probably Hunter. Uh, no, damn I, I'll it! I'll say I'll I'll say no, but I won't say yes to who it was. Well, that was my only guess. <laughs> okay,
1: um, <laughs> that's it. I couldn't think of anyone else who would do that. Um,
0: Overwatch League, how dare you get your get your shit together? <laughs> yeah, <the> Honestly. <laughs> If you pay me and Lux, like, what, do, how much? I don't know. Like, if, you move, if you like
1: move us to Seoul and then like, I don't know, 60K.
0: Yeah. That, that's it. That's all you, ha- it has to be.
1: Yeah. We could do it. I mean, look, like no yeah. one's ever gotten an inappropriate thing within the bounds of PWR up on a PWR stream. Cause I do watch for that yeah. shit.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, and they're shot on site.
1: Yeah. And they're shot on. Yeah. Like we take them outside and kill them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but- that's why they call it fourth tap, because that's how many bullets go. And it's like, tap, 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 when, you know, mm-hmm. we execute a, fa- a bad fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pu- a Public advertisement of your, of your, yeah, m- of your murders. Uh, man, uh, it's, it's sad to see a game that I played every single day for years. Now I look at it like trash.
1: I mean, this is kind of. I look of, at it like trash. It's like the, almost the opposite of the Final Fantasy 14 thing, right? Where, like, Final Fantasy 14 took a huge L, learned some lessons, came back stronger. Uh, Overwatch seems to be insistent that actually they're doing a good job and refusing to change anything and making everyone hate them.
0: Should I start a group chat with me, Ben, Forrest, and just, it's called Peer Pressure, and it's for you to start playing
1: the game. If I don't start by the end of the week, I give you permission to do that. <laughs>
0: um, um, can we, I, I I'm... I, I I love video games. I love video games. <laughs> All I can think about is getting back to playing this fucking game. All day I dream of it. The about love games. is in the air again. The lo- I feel it. That passion. You know. Sometimes you're going through the motions. I, you know. Ratchet and Clank was beautiful, but I was still going through the motions. I didn't have to play Ratchet and Clank every day. But man, here I am. I'm just a boy again. This is the only way to feel young. Okay. Well, that's a beautiful none thing. Of the, none of the blood boy shit. None of the, none of the eBay founders, like forever life immortality. No, sever that.
1: All you got to do final Fantasy 14. I'm going to, I will, I I'll say on this podcast, I will try to play it enough that we can talk about it in a meaningful way next week.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk about Loki next yeah, week. That, so stay, guys, tuned stay tuned that for Loki, that Loki,
1: and I'll try to make time to play this game for sure. But by the way, guys watch Loki. Uh, I can't believe it. I
0: actually like a Marvel thing again.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are making some comeback, you know? Life is nature is healing. We're building back better. We're building back better, folks. That's gonna do it for this week. Uh make sure you check out Haley on uh, Instagram and YouTube at Eat Every Sound. Check out Griffin on Twitch at Griffin P Davis and on Twitch. Follow, no,
0: follow me, follow me on, on Twitter. Sorry, too. Follow him
1: on Twitter at Griffin P. Davis, follow him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Follow me on Twitter at Tailboy T-A-L T A I L underscore B-O-I, or follow me on Twitch at Forrest G Walker. Where I stream Sushin Megami Tensei with Forrest every Thursday at a time that has yet to be solidified.
0: Well, at least you picked a day. People can just kind of check every hour. Yeah, that's what we expect from people. <laughs> people wake up around seven a.m. and start refreshing.
1: Yep, and that's what you got to do. Uh, that game is really fun, man. And by fun, I mean I'm so bad at it. It's very. It's I keep running into walls. Um, we love to see it, folks. Um, but all right, great episode, great fun, great talking to everybody. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.